0: You know, when you said you started this 15 years ago, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this full-time, or is it like a side hustle at
1: first? It was a side, yeah. So I was a musician for uh, six years. I toured and, you know, put out my own records and did all that stuff. And Forecastle was really just a, was a kind of tactic in my overall music strategy. <laughs> yeah, it was just right. like, well... I'm going throw it it, a festival, but for myself. It, really was, no, it, was <laughs> what? it was, it was, I'll it was. I'm headlining. It, it. it was totally like, yeah, it was totally um, self-absorbed. Um,
0: Hey everyone, the podcast has grown tremendously in popularity and we're looking to take it to the next level. That's why in a few weeks, we're going to be introducing video. Yes, you know, if you've been listening to this on iTunes or through your favorite podcast streaming service, don't worry. The audio isn't going anywhere. We're going to be bringing video of all of our podcasts going forward to Facebook and YouTube. To do this, we're going to be taking a few weeks off while we get the video process all figured out and get some releases lined up. We're also going to be hoping this new medium is going to bring more viewers and listeners. And we've got one or maybe possibly two more podcasts before we make the switch, so just hang tight. We appreciate everyone's support and we hope you like this new twist we're going to be throwing on. Enjoy this week's episode. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Welcome back to the episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast, the official podcast of Bourbon. We are here today in our—I uh, could say our regular recording <laughs> our studios, fancy well, studio. Yeah, so I use a dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is going to be a, an interesting episode today because you know if you're a music lover, uh, you know I think you're going to enjoy this episode. We've we've been to this this event quite a few times. At least I have personally in the back, you know, in yeah. the past. It's um, been like a few
2: years because I've had kids, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's always I mean, a good time. I mean
0: i remember seeing them or you know going to this 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 event back in 2008 to see counting crows uh, i think it was back in 2010 to see widespread panic so yeah. it's been a, it's been a while but um you know this is you know we're going to talk a little bit about music you know if you're a music junkie we're going to talk you know more about bourbon which is the main reason why we have our guest here today but you know just to say that you know music festivals they're just fun there's just really nothing else to, to really label it as than just that right
2: yeah the the music festival here called Forecastle, it's in downtown Louisville, right on Waterfront Park. I mean, it's an awesome event. Like I said, I haven't been in a couple of years, but typically I don't remember them, so that means I had a good time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a, they always have a great lineup. I mean, they've had My Morning Jacket, Sam Sam Smith, I mean, ton, outcast, tons of great headliners. I mean, so it's a really cool event that shows off downtown Louisville and, you know, bourbon also. So cool. So that's a good segue to introduce our guest
0: today. So our guest is the one who gets to rub shoulders with all these titans of <laughs> yeah. the music industry, right? So today VIP. we have, yeah, we, have <laughs> we have J.K. McKnight. J.K. is the founder and the captain of the Forecastle Festival. So J.K., welcome to the show, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So I guess before we dive in, kind of just know about maybe like, your love of Kentucky and bourbon, I guess we need to, we need to set a best baseline for people to like, what is Forecastle? Because I'm not too sure if there's a lot of music junkies that are out there. Um, you know, there's, you know, people probably heard of like Lollapalooza or something mm-hmm. like that, which are really, really big, but you know, Louisville's Louisville's not Chicago, right? But right. kind of give, kind of give an idea of, of what is Forecastle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Forecastle is, uh, is music art activism. So that's, that's kind of our, our mantra. We've been around for 15 years and um, you mentioned Lollapalooza and, and you know, festivals like Austin City Limits and Bonnaroo that people are familiar with. And Forecastle was actually founded the same year as all those festivals, but it just it had a it had a, a, a little different of a growth curve. You know, we've, we've kind of taken our time to get from essentially 60 people in 2002 to 65,000 uh, people this year. So, you know, a lot of our job and my job is is how do we take all the best assets of Kentucky and roll it out on a red carpet for people coming in from forty nine states, twenty two hundred cities, and you know, eleven countries at this point. It is largely a, a younger audience. Um, you know, I've heard people come to me all the time and say, "You know, we we have Derby, you know, for for this, and then we have Forecastle, you know." So it's kind of <laughs> for us common it, folks. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and a lot of people say that to me all the time. But you know, it's a really unique event. I mean, there's nothing like it in the country right now. I mean, again, we have the festival is really divided. Uh, between, you know, heavy, you know, music programming. We've had over 500 bands. You mentioned some of them before. I mean, we've had the Black Keys, Alabama Shakes, My Morning Jacket, Sam Smith, Outkast, the Avid Brothers. Um, you know, this year we have Sturgill Simpson, LCD Sound System, Weezer, Odessa, Cage the Elephant, PJ Harvey, Run the Jewels, Nathaniel Radcliffe. I mean, tons and tons of amazing artists that, you know, to, to get, you know, that kind of lineup in Louisville, Kentucky in, in the peak of summer festival season, you know, we're competing against Europe and Asia and, and all these, you know, thousands of festivals now across the country uh, is pretty amazing, you know. So, um, but, you know, we, we really take it seriously. We look at it as an opportunity. Again, we have, we have all these young people from all over the world that ascend on Louisville. We have over 400 credentialed media that are in town. Um, you know, everyone from the New York Times to, you know, the Garden and Gun, Southern Living. Um, bourbon Pursued. <laughs> bourbon Pursued. <laughs> 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 um, you know, it's just, it's a real, you know, it's a real opportunity to showcase Louisville and showcase Kentucky. And, and that's what we try to do. Uh, and bourbon is kind of the crown jewel of that. We have the largest experiential bourbon activation in the United States. Awesome. It's over 15,000 square feet indoor outdoor space Um, you know we have 10 all the Kentucky um, Bourbon Trail members are there we have a stage mixology area uh, culinary oasis we have educational programming throughout the day um, we have all this commemorative merchandise we do. It's just, you know, it's a whole kind of smorgasbord of, of everything bourbon, and, and people love it. I mean, especially all the out of town consumers that come in, just absolutely eat it up, drink, so, drink it up. Yeah, so I want
0: to dive in that a little bit little bit deeper, but in a few minutes. But I kind of still want to touch on, like, the festival in general, right? Because the, the people really, they, they come here for the festival, and and we'll talk about the bourbon part here in a minute, because the bourbon part is kind of almost like a festival within the festival, right? Exactly. So. Let's talk a little bit about just Forecastle in, in general and and kind of what you, you know, you kind of hinted at earlier to say that you've got Derby and then you've got Forecastle to kind of hit a bunch of different demographics, uh, a bunch of different age ranges, um, price points, the the kinds of personalities that join these things. What do you think is has what Forecastle has really meant to Louisville over the growth of this time as well?
1: Well, it's meant a lot. I mean, just, you know, if you're just looking at say economics in general, I mean, we've had over $100 million of economic impact on the city of Louisville um, since we began, which which is huge. But I think, you know, more importantly, that's just the cultural impact. You know, Forecastle's a brand now that's recognized coast to coast. You know, I'll be in an airport in LAX and, you know, someone will see my, you know, my business card hanging off my, uh, you know, my travel stuff and, and ask me, oh, are you involved with Forecastle? I went three years ago, loved it, coming back. Um, you know, that happens all across the country, you know, I'll be, I remember last year I was checking into a hotel in Charleston, South Carolina, and someone saw the Forecastle emblem on the side of our car immediately started asking me all about it. So, you know, I think it's, you know, just like we have great bands, you know, here from Louisville that, that are great ambassadors to our city. You know, I think Forecastle is, you know, plays a role there too. Right. So I got I got kind of a selfish question for me and Ryan, because Ryan
0: and I are uh, we're kind of a little bit uh, kind of we were early into the techno thing, oh, yeah. but now we're in the like EDM <laughs> scene. Oh, yeah. But I know like EDM is, is sort of been almost like coming up a little bit in forecasts over the recent years, too. Like it's not really showcased a lot on the website, but there's always like a, a an EDM tent that's always been going on in the past few years, hasn't there?
1: Yeah. And that's yeah, that's I've a there. That's a great story. It's, it's called the Ocean Stage. And, you know, so we have a dedicated stage to electronic music and it it started about seven or eight years ago uh, as a pool party uh, on the Gold House. Uh, Red Bull came in, helped us create a little pool party with some local and regional DJs. It went so well a year ago, we brought it out to the festival, really small stage. Now it's grown into our third largest stage and we've had big boy on it. And we've had a track headline it before. And we've had so many, um, washed out played last year. Um, um, we got uh, Tycho is playing this year but you know it's yeah it's an amazing story you know and, and that's where definitely a lot of the young people kind of congregate is around that that ocean stage but it's in us old guys trying to try to relive we creep our way in yeah <laughs> but uh but this year is definitely programmed a little more heavy on the electronic side than, than previous years I mean Odessa you know is one of our headliners who's really big uh, Grizz is playing Fanagram is going to be playing um So it's, um, it's definitely been been growing, I and mean, you, you see the electronic scene in Europe. It's it's massive, and it's it's kind of been boiling up here in the states too. So we we try you know. We really kind of focus on four core genres, you know. And I think electronica is one, and um, you know, bluegrass. Ironically, bluegrass is another. How and, weird! Right. You come to Kentucky, <laughs> yeah? Probably you probably, I mean, it probably want to come here and hear some bluegrass. It right? really is. I mean, yeah, it's, like... it's, it's a it's it's a mix of of you know you you, you do. I mean, you kind of have rock and hip hop. And bluegrass and electronica, but it, it merges together in in such an, you know, a seamless way on site and you have different stages kind of for different things. And, you know, what we like about it is that I feel like anyone who comes, no matter what age they are, they can find something to latch on to. Yeah. You know, but to have headliners as diverse this year is Weezer and then you know Odessa and then Sturgill Simpson, um, again yeah, I think everyone can find something they they can enjoy. Awesome. So like, let's you have another question you want to ask about the music?
2: Well, I was just to say probably the first thing you know people think of Kentucky coming to a festival they're probably not thinking Odessa and uh, electronica. So
1: it's cool that you can offer that you know to appeal it to everyone. Yeah. And that's important. I mean, we, we, again, we joke about it, like you have Derby and then for everyone else you have (laughs) forecastle, but I mean, people really feel that way. A lot of young people here feel that this is, this is their Derby, you know, for a lot of the millennials, you know, this is the biggest social event of the year for them. Right, You know, uh, and I'm barely out of that age group now, which is really, which is really, it was really odd for me now. I, I think we say. are too. Like, yeah. what, <laughs> just just it barely. Um, you, Cause, know? Cause it
0: used to, you know, you said you started this 15 years ago, right? So it was yeah. basically like, it was kind of like the, it was, uh, you know, we created it and we're still a part of it and we're still like rigging out the bands and you're like, all right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's 9 PM. You all got it from here. I got to head back home. I know. Get some sleep.
1: I know. It, it used to be like four nights being up all night, you know, because we have these late night shows that go on the Belle Louisville till 4am and we have stuff all over the city. And, uh, and now it's like, yeah, it's like 11 o'clock. I actually need to go back. I have a, <laughs> have a, have a, have a new daughter now too. So it's, it's going to even get more like that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's dig into why you're on the show today
0: because, uh, you know, we could probably talk about um, Freeze McGee and drive by truckers for the next hour <laughs> if we wanted to, but yeah, but, you know, this is the fifth year in a row, at least I, I, I think, that you guys are featuring what's called the Bourbon Lodge uh, mm-hmm. here at Forecastle. So let's, let's start at the very beginning. Like what was the idea behind drinking, you know, bourbon in 100-degree weather in the middle of July? <laughs> I was
2: going to ask the it's, same thing.
1: <laughs> that's such a great way to tee up that question because I'll give you the answer and it goes exactly to what you're saying. So I'll, I'll admit, so we, um, we kind of stole the idea a little bit. I'll admit it. So, we, uh, our partners, because um, we're also involved in Bonnaroo uh, Festival in, in Tennessee, and we have actually seven major festivals now across the U.S., but our partners do a festival called Outside Lands in San Francisco, and they have this huge wine activation out there. I mean, it's like second to none for the festival world. And so, you know, a friend of mine in our department, you know, came back one day and said, you know, Outside Lands is just doing a great job of wine why are we not doing the same thing with bourbon in Kentucky? And that was it. I mean, they just said that. And I kind of took the reins from there and, you know, started small, like we do everything with Forecastle, and and grew big. And again, now we're the largest experiential bourbon activation in in the U.S. But it started, you know, the prototype that first year, we did it in the 10th anniversary of the festival in 2012. Uh, My Morning Jacket was curating the festival that year with us. And it started literally as a 30 by 30 tent that a friend of ours, a dear friend, uh, Stephanie Lindsay, who's now our head designer for The Lodge, um, outfitted in, in this really, you know, way in this kind of turn of the century, Rick House meets Prohibition era speakeasy kind of vibe, aesthetic atmosphere. And we had three brands and it was so hard for me to convince brands to do it. <laughs> right. Uh, really, the only ones that, that did it were really good friends. Of like mine. you're going to play it, electronic music. Yeah, we're exactly. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we had Bass <laughs> Nectar headline that year, I think, and Wilco was playing a bunch of stuff. But yeah, it really was. It was uh, Woodford Reserve, Four Roses, and Town Branch. And I guarantee you they were only doing it because they're really good friends of mine. And, and they just <laughs> thought, because I did, I remember reaching out to brands and them telling me exactly what you just said, that no one is going to drink bourbon in the summertime when it's that hot. Right. I had that, I have, I have brand managers who literally said that exact word and turned us down. Um, so it was a big gamble. I mean, we had no idea how it would do. We, we priced it. I mean, you could go in there and get like, I think we did, we were doing deals like four one-ounce pours for $8 or something. <laughs> like Just like stupid prices because we didn't know if anyone was going to do it. Was it going to mm-hmm. show up? Well, within about 15 minutes of Gates opening, there was a line 50 yards long to get into a tiny 30 by 30 tent. By that evening, there was like fights breaking out and there was like running out of product and all the brand reps were – hammered, walking around. I <laughs> mean, yeah, people were, brand managers were freaking out that we were like going to run out of product for the whole weekend because we were running, everything was going so fast. So we knew immediately that first night that we had something that was going to be real special. So, are people just getting cocktails? Or are they ripping shots? Like, what were those? <laughs> the first year, there was no, uh, there was no mixology. There's no specialty cocktails. Yeah. I mean, we do all that stuff now. But no, it was it was just base products, and and you know we had the the brand reps there talking about the product, um, but. I, <laughs> I mean, by that evening, it was. <laughs> it sounds like I could it just was see, like, the, sto- the stories are coming back. To oh, you yeah, yourself. they are. I got a great one I, I could tell about my brother-in-law right now getting into a fight with a big guy that he bumped into. <laughs> and my, my dad, who was working security, coming in and saving the day. Um, but we we knew immediately that night that we this was actually going to be way bigger than we we ever thought it would be. So long story short, you know, we, we survived that first year, and in the second year, we actually we went all in, and we we built we went from a thirty by thirty lodge to like a ninety by sixty. Now we're up to hundred and seventy foot by ninety turn of the century rickhouse, um, Mies prohibition era speakeasy type thing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We just keep adding on to it. I mean, we just keep, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and it really is kind of its own festival within the festival. We, uh, we sell memberships into it in advance. So we sell thousands of memberships where, you know, you pay like $30 and you get a a copper mug and, and you get, uh, tickets, um, you know, so you can, you can get in really quickly. And, um, you know, we, we do merchandise and all that kind of stuff, but, it's um it's pretty amazing to see i mean to see it grow from something that was really small and again a complete experiment and to see it now just come you know be completely within its own and you know again we have uh, educational programming throughout the day that's actually pretty sophisticated now that the topics that we're going over um are 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 pretty are pretty high level talk about that
0: that that education programming right because I think when um when I'm going there for a music festival the last thing I want to at least in my opinion I'd be like wait I'm gonna I'm gonna go miss (laughs) this concert to go listen (laughs) to uh, somebody (laughs) speak so kind of kind of like give us what's the sales pitch behind that like what's the idea behind doing that and
1: what was the real marketer Yeah, it's a little tricky. I mean, we do schedule the programming, it all ends by like six o'clock. So that's one thing. And we do schedule it kind of, yeah, yeah, between some of the main stage acts. But, um, but you're right. I mean, you know, and and that's taken a couple years to tweak to get to get right. But we have found that when we time it perfectly, and we have the right guest and the right topic, that, you know, there's a real thirst for for that knowledge. And, again, what's cool about being in the Bourbon Lodge is you're meeting people from all over the country. You know, I remember uh, Greg Fisher and I one time, like, just walked around and pretended like we were just, you know – concert goers and went and just introduced ourselves to people and just asked them questions about their perception of Kentucky, their perception of bourbon, you know, kind of their, their whole IQ on, on everything. Uh, For anybody that doesn't know Greg (laughs) Fisher
0: is the mayor of Louisville. Yeah. yeah. For anybody that's out of town here.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of it, then we told them who we were. Um, But, you know, we'd meet people from Florida and Oklahoma and Alaska and Australia and New York and all over the place. And, um, it was just amazing because they, you know, they, they these people that come in from everywhere, I mean, they, they want to learn more about bourbon culture and what, well, you know, what's important in the festival world today is that you're able to differentiate your brand from all the other ones that are out there. And bourbon's a key differentiator for us. I mean, we feel like we do it better than any other festival in the country. And, you know, and, and Fred Minnick has, has said that publicly and other people have too. And I, I think it's, I think it's true. Um, you know, we're getting new consumers from, from everywhere and they're coming in and they isn't, they're not just coming in just to, you know, go to the, you know, wild Turkey setup or the four roses or Cooper's craft or whatever it might be. I mean, they're actually going, um, to sit down for a panel, you know, and listen for 30 minutes about, you know, the, the barrel making process about the cooperages, about, um, the aging, about the different expressions that you know, Makers Mark and other brands are getting creative with. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it's just, it's really interesting to see people come in and just have that desire for, for just more and more and more knowledge. And every year we, we up the ante and, you know, we, we take the programming up a level, we take everything up and we're just seeing people wanting more of that. Uh, which is surprising to me. You know, sometimes uh, people will propose doing certain things, and then i will be like, "That's going to be way over everyone's head. <laughs> no one, no, no bourbon nerds are going to sit down there and listen to, you know, a panel about, you know, the the French oak stave process and these new <laughs> makers uh, b- barrels. They're not going to listen to it. And, and Actually, I'm and I'm, I will. <laughs> and I'm wrong. I'm wrong. There, there'll be seventy five, you know, people, hundred people deep. You know, listening, hang on to every single word. And what's cool this year is we're, you know, so what we're doing this year is, is, um, taking it up a notch. We're actually introducing a rarities bar that, uh, liquor barn who, who presents a lot of the programming and, and a lot of the activities inside the bourbon lodge. Um, we're working with all our brand partners with the Kentucky bourbon trail to bring in rarity product that you can't find anywhere else. Um, well, it's so, really cool because, yeah. I mean, when I think about this and and having,
0: you know, people are, like you said, 11 countries mm-hmm. of what people are coming from out of the country for this, uh, you've got people coming from out of state. You know, there's always a, a huge slew of you know that's when kind of the, everybody kind of comes out of Louisville for Forecastle as well, right? So you're 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 pushing uh, you know a lot of good agendas there because you know I've I've been a three day festival
2: before and yeah, I'm, sometimes and you're, you're like I need, need a break, right? Yeah, it's right? a good and way to break up this the music 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 well and, and hammered hammered hammered. It's <laughs> like <laughs> and so
1: that's something else too. I was, the bourbon I should have mentioned this beginning with like the Bourbon Lodge is is completely air conditioned. It's oh, almost oh, a pseudo oh, VIP ideal, experience. Man. I mean, there's private bathrooms inside there again there's a whole chef and culinary component to it i mean it's it is kind of a vip experience for people so that that definitely well, that, helps they
2: the ac just sold me because yeah. you know, <laughs> it
1: gets hotter <harder laughs> than hell out there sometimes yeah, that's true
0: <laughs> shopify's already taken the cash register online helping millions sell billions around the world but did you know that shopify can do the same thing at your retail store Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Yeah, because you you have this thing on your website, you call it a, you know, in lieu of a beer garden, you call it a bourbon garden, right? right? Having, you know, AC and all that sort of stuff, but which is going to be pretty, I don't know, most people would be like, I'll, I'll be more than happy to pay the extra $30 for a ticket
1: to have a few, few breaks in the AC in the middle of July weather. right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, again, there's a whole multitude of kind of VIP amenities that we offer inside and, uh, and that's really cool because, you know, not everyone can afford to get a VIP ticket. Um, so for the ones who can't, who can go in the bourbon lodge and experience all that, it's really good for everybody. So talk a little bit more about the the cocktail
0: aspect of this, right? Because, you know, we, we, we've already mentioned like, who's going to drink bourbon in middle of July, of <laughs> weather, right? right? Right. I think right. You, you've but already, they're not doing it neat. <laughs> you've already Well, you've already debunked that. And I'm, You'd be surprised. I, say, yeah. I was like, I'm sure some people are, if you got AC, I'm sure it, yeah, it, it, it flips your, your <laughs> mental thinking right away. So kind of talk about the, uh, the other aspect, people that are still getting into bourbon, but they want to. Uh, they understand that, you know, they don't want to sit there and start, you know, drinking it neat right away. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a mixology and a cocktail aspect to this as well. So kind of talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So that's huge. I mean again, we're driving, you know, tens of thousands of millennials, tens of thousands of of new bourbon consumers that are very interested, but who who are not probably have the, the IQ that we have here in Louisville on on bourbon because they're coming in from out of town where they don't they're not exposed to uh, the culture every day like we are. And so for those, you know, folks, which is a majority of the audience, it's really important to build bridges there um, so that, yeah, they're not going to go up and try, you know, the the bullet cash strength, you know, <laughs> right out of the, or the Woodford double oaked or double double oaked that we have in there.
2: Yeah, it's like what um, Tim said, he's like... <laughs> Neat bourbon, no matter the proof, to a newbie
1: is going to taste hotter than hell. <laughs> right. know, so. Exactly, exactly. So we do a couple. We, we have a huge mixology area. It's um it's a, it's a big island that's in the middle of the lodge. So you know the circumference of the lodge is is all the brands. You know, and they bring out these these great um, exhibits and and activations um, that are that their brand reps are at and they get to talk about the products, but. So, and and those are those um, different stations are predominantly people are getting the product neat there, but there is signature cocktails that we offer. Uh, We've just been doing that for for a year now. Um, So people can go to each individual bar. You know, again, four roses, Wild Turkey, Woodford Reserve, Old Forester, Cooper's Craft, um, Jim Beam, you name it, we have it. Um, they can get a signature cocktail there, but what most people do is they'll go, they'll get the base product, they'll learn a little bit about the product by talking with the brand reps at each station, and then they'll walk over to the mixology island, and then they'll mix it um, with a, a soda or just put some ice in it, or so it's or, like a, it's a mix your own kind of cocktail sort of thing. Exactly, so, okay, they, cool. they get a, they get to pick anything that they want to do. Yeah, you know? so you get you get you get your base product at each individual brand. Um, exhibit you could say and, and then or activation and then you go to this island and you can go and, and pick whatever you want
0: is there like uh like a flip book of things to be <laughs> like add add this much sugar or this much lime or whatever they say like to make this sort of custom cocktail or is it kind yeah, of like
1: we do we do have some custom cocktails that, that we offer but you know most people you know kind of know what they want and you know I mean, obviously you know a lot of people will come and you know i want a mint julep you know and, and, right. and they'll, they'll, they'll they'll
2: never you know, had one before,
1: before right that, yeah. or you know I want an old fashioned or something like that so we um, so all you know we, we also hire you know some pretty elite bartenders you know for the whole bourbon lodge experience so it's um, so that, you know, everyone can really have an elevated experience inside
0: there. That's real cool because, you know, you, you named off a lot of the brands already. You know, another ones that was on there was Larceny of Heaven Hill and Mictors. And I mean, you pretty much have all the big guns on board. So was it, is it start easier to make those phone calls now for <laughs> having them be a part of this?
1: Well, so we're really fortunate because basically, you know, we're partnered with with the mothership, with uh, with KDA. Um, and for those uh, folks that are out of town, it's the Kentucky Distillers Association, a.k.a. the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. So we work with all the brands on the bourbon trail, but, but predominantly through directly through uh, KDA. And then they work with their members, um, you know, to, to coordinate everything and, and get everyone um, inside the lodge. And it's, it's a lot, you know, cause again, you know, we, we start, we announced the bourbon lodge lineup about six months out. And from that moment on, I mean, there is weekly or bi-weekly updates with again, the programming, the chefs that we're going to be bringing in the signature cocktail list, um, all the different elements that, that are involved, we're announcing from that moment on until the festival. So it's, it's continuous programming, um, and it's just um, you know it, it's exciting. I mean, when, I, when we started this five years ago, I, I, I never, <laughs> I didn't envision it would it would get to this size, and, and to be able to, again to keep adding and adding on to it um, is is really amazing. It, it's really its own festival within our festival. Now you're going to need like
2: one of those trailers they have in Vegas, the IV ones. You know, you pay 200 bucks, get, get uh, rehydrated. You, all are, you <laughs> all are hitting on every. How do you, did you all see
1: some scripts here? Because we're talking about that right now, too. Oh, I, um, I would pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, you know, some people know their limits and other people who, who are new to it. Um, <laughs> or maybe trying some of those cast drink products that we have inside there uh, very quickly uh, figure out what their <laughs> what their limits are. but um, you know it's it's again, it's, it's been an amazing experience and to be able to do something on a level that that no one else is out there in, in the music industry is is pretty amazing. And again, I think we, we see ourselves as ambassadors, we see ourselves as a bridge that you know really takes young people you know from all over, um, the country and, and introduces them to Kentucky the right way. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. not to make sure we condone this, make sure we, we always say like, always drink responsibly.
0: Oh, but yeah. Remember yeah. you are at a music festival, so drink responsibly enough. to a lot <laughs> yeah. fun. Right.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and to build off that, you know, something cool too, to mention is so we have, you know, we have the bourbon lodge, which is, is a really specialized experience, but on the flip side, the, uh, the brother, the little brother, you could say the bourbon lodge is the Gonzo bar. So you know, in the spirit, yeah, talk to, talk to yeah, us about that. A yeah, bit. so in, in the spirit of kind of rolling out the red carpet with all these amazing Kentucky uh, brand assets, we uh, we have a bar dedicated to Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, cool! Uh, on site on the great lawn, which is where the main stage is, and there you don't you don't get samples. So, You, know, you don't you don't try one ounce, one and a half ounce, half ounce pours, but you actually get a you know you get you get full um, Hunter S. style bourbon cocktails you know and we have eight different variations that we offer and then uh, just like the the bourbon lodge on the mixology side people pick the bourbon that they want and then we concoct a, a, a pretty amazing uh, cocktail pretty stiff cocktail uh, <laughs> uh, that, that hunter would appreciate um, and it's cool in there i mean it's we, we we took the concept from beetlejuice and we built this whole bourbon bar you know and it's real imaginative and decorative and takes us about five days to build this bar but um we have character actors that are walking around we have a typewriter inside where people type messages uh to each other and we have all these hunter s thompson you know memorabilia and props and, and everything artwork uh inside caricatures, and um you know, so that's a whole nother way to experience uh, bourbon. You know, if you, if you don't if you don't have the time, like you said, if you, you, don't know, if it, you don't want to ease into it. If You don't want to ease <laughs> into it. You just want to go straight in. You know, like Hunter S. Thompson did his whole life. Uh, that's what you could do. And, um, and you know, and in that spirit too, I mean, there's so many other amazing Kentucky um, assets that we have. We we have an area called the uh, the Kentucky Landing you know, which is all, you know, we, we feature all the best, uh, craft breweries, uh, we feel like from the state of Kentucky, uh, in that area. And we have local businesses featured, local artists, um, you know, nonprofits there. We have an area called the party cove, which my sister puts together. It's like this 35 foot boat that local DJs (laughs) play on and people are dancing in front of, and there's mermaids walking around everywhere. I should have mentioned that before, but, you know, forecastle is a nautical term. It's the, um, the cruise quarters of a ship okay so cool. everything in the festival is wrapped in this kind of nautical decor uh so you really feel like you're you're coming aboard a ship you know when you enter the festival and everything well, and you're right there on the how and you're right there in the water exactly so everything you see and experience there is wrapped in this kind of nautical blanket so yeah so you have a festival it's like music art firemill activism bourbon Nautical—it's—it's it's an interesting <laughs> mixture that you just don't—you don't really sensory have. overload. Sensory, yeah, <laughs> sensory overload. But it definitely takes you out of your your space, you know, and puts you into this new environment and. Um, you know, we, we just hope that people walk away with, you know, just a really amazing impression of, of our state and our city and everything that we have to offer. That's awesome. So I want to do, uh, do one more sell on the bourbon
0: lodge and that's, that's sort of the food, right? Because you have a friend of the show, Jason Bronner from bourbons bistro Mm -hmm. that's taking care of some of the food in there. So is that just something that's just a a bourbon lodge only
1: kind of limited uh, access? It has been. It's just the Bourbon Lodge and, we, and we've we been doing a different chef every single year, but you know, this year we're actually, uh, we're bringing Jason back for a consecutive, consecutive year because he did such an amazing job last year. But yeah, that's another caveat to come in the Bourbon Lodges. but we have these, these chef bourbon culinary pairings, which is you know a, a segment that I feel is just going to explode in, in years to come. I'm a little surprised it hasn't exploded yet. And Bourbon's Bistro obviously was at the forefront of that whole movement. Uh, years ago. So having Jason in there and, and, you know, being able to come up with all these different concoctions. I mean, I think, I think, last year, you know, he did this like amazing bourbon, bourbon barbecued shrimp po' boys. And, and, Ooh. uh, um, he just, he had this whole eclectic lineup of food that, that kind of represented all different areas of the South and, um, you know, people were really receptive to it. Well, that's awesome. So uh, with that, we're
0: going to kind of wrap up a little bit. So if people want to get Forecastle tickets and they want to get access to the Bourbon Lodge, like tell them how to go do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you just go to forecastlefest.com and you go to tickets. And we definitely recommend getting tickets early because as each ticketing tier sells out, the price gets higher. Uh, so get it soon uh, before it, it goes up to the next tier. And then you can buy Bourbon Lodge tickets uh, as part of, of your your package there. Um, and like I said, that will, that'll give you tickets, you know, that you get to use for, uh, the bourbon inside the lodge. It'll give you a commemorative mug and, uh, and give you just a great experience inside. Well, it's awesome. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I haven't, awesome. I
2: haven't been in a couple of years, but I'm, after all the bourbon talk, I think I'm ready, ready, <laughs> <laughs> ready to get back on. I'm ready to get back. Right, right. <laughs> maybe maybe right. like, maybe like one and a half or two days worth, maybe, maybe not all three. Yeah, it'll take, it'll take till Wednesday to recover. But, <laughs> it's, but it'll it, be worth it. <laughs> it's
1: amazing to see, you know, how many people buy weekend passes and I guarantee you do not show up on Sunday. <laughs> I always feel much. like 10% of the audience has been out till 4 a.m. Friday and Saturday and just doesn't even show up. Yeah. just just can't do it can't do it (laughs) (laughs) it is one thing a lot lot of people that travel to the city they they don't know because you go
0: to any other city a lot of bars they close at midnight or one or two here in louisville it's it's 4
2: a.m exactly it's it's nothing good happens
1: (laughs) we embellish that i mean we we really do i mean our late night shows aboard the bell louisville you know those go to 4 a.m and um you know all the bars in downtown louisville and the highlands and germantown all these great neighborhoods we have you know stay open that weekend a little later than they normally would yeah it's yeah we ac- actually used to throw a forecastle after party in my house and get my dj equipment out <laughs> there you go Put on a little show there you go yeah for every official late night show there's probably a dozen unofficial <laughs> yeah, yeah. there you go yeah Ryan knows show. you
0: some royalties.
1: Sorry. put <laughs> <laughs> foot <in> my mouth. <laughs> well, JK, I
0: want to say again, thank you for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure, uh, you know, first off getting to meet you and, uh, you know, learning more about the history of Forecastle and what you guys are doing inside the Bourbon Lodge, the, the educational seminars that are happening to give a lot of those music goers a break, as well as the food and the cocktail experiences and just kind of how you're, you're giving that opportunity to, to experience a lot of things inside of Bourbon. Because you got to think people are traveling here. You know they're here for three, four days, but they're not going to be able to fit into a distillery tour because they're here for a, a right. music festival, right? So, right. being able to give them that experience, you know, yeah, bring inside. it all to them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really cool concept.
1: Yeah, and, and you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, we're trying. We know people only have a limited amount of time here, so we're trying to take all of those, you know, the best assets of Kentucky that we can and roll it out on a red carpet for everyone on site at the waterfront. I got a question. Do you have to pay to repair the waterfront lawn afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we do. We, we saw, well, you should. And it's the worst part of that is the area underneath the Bourbon Lodge. Oh, I'm sure. It's the, and you can always tell, you know, three days after the festival, exactly where the Bourbon Lodge was because it's that giant mud pit that's in in the you know the backside of the festival. Now, luckily, this year we are we are rolling out uh, wood flooring for the Bourbon Lodge. That's an exclusive right here on oh, the, on the Bourbon go. Pursuit. We haven't told anyone that yet, but we are we are flooring the whole Bourbon Lodge uh, this year, so we don't have uh, all the grass and and um, you know all the mud that comes up after the festival. Well, exactly. That's awesome.
0: So if you want to get tickets, you make sure you go to ForecastleFest.com. It is July 14th through the 16th of 2017 this year, and you'll have to check again online for next year and the year after that and so on and so forth. But again, JK, I want to say thank you for uh, – Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate in, it. And delving yeah. that little secret, too. It was a, it was a nice little – Yeah, little that's, touch, that, right?
1: that's your exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> wood yeah. flooring. People have been clamoring for, I think, for wood flooring. Uh, and when you have thousands of people going through this lodge, you know – it. You're right. It, it takes a beating on the, uh, on on the, the grass, oh, so, yeah. on the turf. So <laughs> we don't have to worry about that anymore. Well, awesome. So if you like what you hear, make sure you support the show on Patreon.
0: That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Burden Pursuit. You know, make sure you, you follow Forecastle on all those great social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, probably Snapchat too. You mm-hmm. guys probably have your own Snapchat filter yeah, during YouTube the filter. as well. YouTube. See, it's yeah. everywhere. And we're on YouTube as well. I don't even talk yeah. about that one. So, yeah. So we're, you know, we're YouTube.com slash Burden Pursuit. Pursuit, facebook verb pursuit instagram but we also publish all our episodes on youtube so you can make
2: sure you catch them there if you can't catch them on itunes or anything like that awesome jk once again appreciate it um if you guys have any show suggestions feedback comments we'd love to hear it uh, uh, write uh, us a review and write reviews. oh we definitely need some more reviews i mean come on i know y'all love us so
0: <laughs> we need we need some more reviews on itunes so if you can get that that'd be awesome yes and we'll see you next time